Oh, sorry. I thought we were doing the vote. <laughs> Welcome to Satanists on Satanic Cinema. Or Satanists on Cinema. There we go. Not Satanic. That's a wrong show. The wrong same show. same difference. Anyways, we're your hosts, Satanist Cameron John and Reverend Adam Campbell. Uh, today, uh, Satanists on Cinema. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm already messing up the copy. Satanists on Cinema is arguably the best source it for is, uh, reviews on content from <laughs> watched by Satan, whatever. We're going to fucking talk some Satan. movies, and it's awesome. So strap on your fucking roller skates, pick up your carnival hammer, and let's bust some fucking heads. We're going to do that, because we got... I'm pissed. I'm pissed. My So the Tinsel Town I usually go to, like, I just literally got home from watching it. Right. Um, like, so Cinemark's doing popcorn tins, like collector tins, because okay. that's what they do. Mm-hmm. But it's fucking shaped like her mallet. And they were oh, all really? sold out. I'm pissed. Oh, man. I know. Yeah, yeah so, hi, Shauna in the chat room, whoever you are. Hi, Shauna, that I don't know. I have no idea who you are. It's nice to see you. All right, so this is the eighth film in the DCEU, the DC Extended Universe for comics, trying to, I don't know, be an alternative to the uh, Marvel Extended Universe. Uh, this is a direct sequel to Suicide Squad, where um, we left off in the end of that film is the Joker broke Harley Quinn out of prison, and then that sort of uh, sets up what would eventually happen. Now, this entire film uh, was the brainchild of Margot Robbie. She was in Suicide Squad and fell in love with the character Harley Quinn and really nailed it in in that uh, show. And so she spent years working on the script, getting the right directors and producers in line, got the right actresses to join her, and we end up with what we have here. So it, a world premiered in Mexico City January 25th. Um, it was a budget of $97.1 million and it earned in the first weekend $34 million in the opening weekend. So it will end up earning back its money. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's sort of like middling success. It's got a cinema score of B+. It's got 79% certified fresh in Rotten Tomatoes. It's 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb. So it's certainly good. It's just not blowing away like Aquaman did and take everyone by surprise. Mm -hmm. But from uh, people who you and I are fans of DC movies, I mean, Batman, Joker was amazing. Yeah. How do you think this compared, uh, or do you think it's fair to compare this, the first R-rated DCEU film, or DC film, no, it's the first R-rated DCEU film. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Joker doesn't count. Yeah. Um, I fucking loved it. I, honestly, it's probably one of my favorites. And I mean, yeah, I just barely watched it, so I'm still like, oh my god, it was so great. But um, yeah, it was. The thing was, aside from uh, the first Affleck Batman, mm-hmm. um, this was one that was closest to the comics. Um, I mean, granted, the comics are you know, it's the post New Fifty Two Harley Quinn one off, right. or not one off, but like a solo story Mm -hmm. like so much of it was plucked straight from that so i i really dug it just for that aspect alone oh that's cool um and then yeah i watched suicide squad last night the extended cut so i could get prepared for the movie say and just if we're just comparing it to the original movie Mm -hmm. like this being the sequel it's so much fucking better oh yeah like it just hands down this is a much better film Mm -hmm. and it's funny all I've been hearing from people is how much it fucking sucks. That blows me away too, because it has a B plus cinema score. I mean, that's that's really really good. And I mean, if, and, and that the cinema score is usually used by um, uh, 
analysts to determine whether or not a film has legs over and beyond its uh, initial release. Now, the um, uh, the studio expected this to break like 50 to 70,000 in its opening weekend. And so they were a little disappointed and they determined that the reason was that the title was confusing to people because most film, uh, most theaters only showed Birds of Prey when you were purchasing tickets. They didn't show the full name, which was Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. And so if people don't know Margot Robbie's in it, which is a amazing actress, and mm -hmm. uh, she did an amazing job playing Harley Quinn, then they don't know Harley Quinn is in it. And if they don't yeah. know Harley Quinn is in it, they don't know what the hell it is. So why would people go to see it? And the marketing wasn't that great, if we're being honest, to tell what the actual story was about and that it was R-rated and that it's just, it was a compelling story, though not too complicated. Yeah. I kind of liked it. And I like the idea that it's being told from a perspective that's unreliable. Miss yeah. Harley Quinn herself. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's, so beautiful because they did keep that perspective of it's mm -hmm. all it's just her telling the story yeah so it jumps around like a fucking crazy person would absolutely yeah i really enjoyed it uh let's give a shout out to m ashworth and dallas in the chat what's up guys thanks for joining us um okay so they changed the title of the film mm -hmm. uh, after the first opening weekend to harley quinn birds of prey so that you understand okay this is a harley quinn film and it really really is i think birds of prey is this this is less of an uh, uh, an introduction or a origin story for Birds mm -hmm. of Prey than it is just a Harley Quinn adventure, which happened to be mm -hmm. related around the Joker as a setup and around the Birds of Prey as the conclusion. No, I mean, it's just like with Suicide Squad. As far as I'm concerned, Suicide Squad wasn't Suicide Squad. It was Deadshot the movie. Yeah. No, like, it was fair. par for course. Yeah. Yeah, they got to find... And, and angle well what one thing i did really love about this is they let margot robbie do her thing they mm -hmm. let the director who did a phenomenal job um uh kathy yan uh really take the story in her own direction they did a whole mm -hmm. bunch of reshoots with the stunt uh coordinators from like john wick uh in order to create fight sequences that were really exciting and the entire time I wasn't in my head thinking about the characters or what it means to some greater anything. I was just enjoying the moment. And I think mm -hmm. that's probably the greatest thing you can ask out of an action film like this. Oh, absolutely. And the fact the, that it is kind of an action the film. The only thing that would have made it better is if Katana was in it, because Katana's one of the birds of prey. Yeah. Because then you'd have cool. a fucking lady wielding a Katana, like slice some motherfuckers up. That would have been just perfect cherry on top it would have also been great because they had that first introduction in suicide squad mm -hmm. so to carry that out you know carry that through or, or rather would be interesting mm -hmm. but they didn't <laughs> so that's okay. okay all right so we're going to go into spoilers here so if you haven't seen it and you don't want spoilers get out um but again margot robbie is the star of this film she plays harleen quinzel or harley quinn uh, we have mary elizabeth winstead as helena bertinelli and she plays huntress and the Huntress role is a little bit different from what I read online about the different versions of Huntress, mm -hmm. uh, but it works in the film, I think. Uh, yeah. Journey Smollett-Bell is Diana Lace, uh, also known as Black Canary. She does a fantastic job. Fantastic. Rosie Perez, one of my old school favorites. Uh, I don't know why I did that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just love her that you. much, Adam. <laughs> uh, she plays Renee Montoya, uh, detective uh, for the PD. And then uh, Chris Messina is Victor Zaz who is just awesome in this, I thought. Uh, yeah. You didn't like it? It was weird. Ah. 
We'll just, get into it. In yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, Ella J. Basco was Cassandra Kane. Ali Wong was Ellen Yee. And Ewan McGregor, my favorite McGregor. <laughs> Not like that fucking Eli McGregor. Fuck that dude. Yeah, but Ewan McGregor was Roman Sinius, uh, Sionis, sorry, as uh, Black Mask. Um, okay, so the, the basic setup, and then let's get into some details here, is that Harley breaks up with the Joker who was her only protection. That means all of the other dangerous people in Gotham City now can go after her, and they do. Her only saving grace is that she offers to find a stolen diamond from um, Black Mask, uh, Sionis, and he allows her to find it, and you know, presumably if she brings it back, then she'll let him live. Mm -hmm. He'll let her live. Yeah. That's the entire film. And mm -hmm. then there's a bunch of little B-plots that bring all the females together into the Birds of Prey, as it were, uh, by circumstance. Uh, actually, you know what, Dallas? Conor McGregor? Second to Ewan. Hands down. He's great. I don't even know who the fuck that is, but fuck him. You know Conor? Okay, anyway, we're not going to get <laughs> sidetracked. <laughs> is it some sort of sports arts. thing? Yeah. It's just, oh, okay. It's kind of a sports thing. Okay. Um, then, yeah. That being said, what did you think? I mean, what were some of your favorite parts? What? Um, so... I mean, of course, like the story building was fantastic. The writing was great. She really nailed the character, mm -hmm. like especially going more into like how she is in the comics, um, where she is batshit fucking crazy. And then just out of nowhere, she'll start psychoanalyzing somebody. Yeah. And it's just like a fucking light switch hits. And then immediately goes back to doo -doo -doo -doo. like it was it was perfect. Yeah. Um, and it, especially like I was saying uh, earlier, if, if you've read any of the post New Fifty Two Harley Quinn stuff, um, I mean the fucking Bruce, the hyena is right. Mm -hmm. The fucking Beaver. Like I wish we would have got beaver. more story with the Beaver, <laughs> but yeah, he's a huge part of uh, her or or her start after uh, she left the Joker and stuff right. post death family. Um. But, I mean, honestly, like, the fucking fight scenes were fantastic, especially once they get to the booby trap in Amusement Isle, mm -hmm. uh, or Amusement Mile, rather. Yeah. Like, that just, I will watch that movie again just for that scene, like, that whole fight sequence. So perfect. So there so was, beautiful. there was a lot of criticism that I heard online about how this was forcing a um, SJW, SJW perspective that all men were bad, and so we have to. And no. I didn't see that in the film at no. all. Like it's they were portraying, um, they were saying that Sionis Black Mask, Ewan McGregor's character, was um, super one, like thin, one-dimensional, had no real story, and was just a sort of clown. And the, the you know, you know why people say shit like that, Adam? Why? Because they've never read a fucking comic book in their goddamn life. <laughs> aggressively said it, it, it's fucking true that's what pisses me off about this shit people will just shit all over the movie mm -hmm. and it's like this seriously is one of the first comic book movies in latter years that i've watched that was like holy fuck they straight up got it right yeah. i mean of course there's different shit like zaz i honestly i didn't like the character at all mm -hmm. um but i'm also more of the like you know, mid '90s as like when he first started out as just like dark as shit. He's fucking brilliant, not just some weird oh. thug. Yeah. So that that was my only beef with it. But other than that, I mean, yeah, they got the fucking characters right. I mean, this is Black Mask before the mask actually fuses to his fucking head and he fully loses his mind. 
Uh, well, I mean, that's not going to happen now. Yeah, and it's definitely spoiler. not going to happen at this point because at the right. end, again, spoiler, everyone, uh, he gets his ass blowed up. God, but, okay, so I'm going to change my answer yeah. to his death. That was my favorite part of the movie. I laughed like a fucking idiot. <laughs> I just uh, love seeing little body parts yeah, in the explosion. God, it was amazing. And it was just like, oh, I, I got your ring or something like that. And he's like, oh, shit, as soon as he sees the pin in on her finger. Um, I I thought yeah, uh, so I thought he was great. Ewan McGregor did a really, and it's, it's a role that we've never seen from him before. A mm, lot of times... Definitely actors take roles and they just sort of play versions or variations of either previous characters or themselves um and this was very very different there was actually a point i took my daughter to see this which i don't know if that was good or bad totally good <laughs> i took my daughter to see it and there was a point where uh he was like um verbally dressing down someone that was laughing that he thought was laughing at him and made her get on the table and take her clothes off so that part we had to cover my daughter's eyes because i didn't know where it was going but the intensity yeah. of that scene was so much that I was taken out of the film going, oh shit, I don't want to scar my daughter by her <laughs> seeing how horrible men can be to women. Yeah. And it's a realistic depiction. That is, yeah. that is unfortunately, sometimes what happens in real life. And it's terrible and it's, it's, it's bad to watch and it's a reason why he's a bad guy. But it was in the scene done so well that it made me nervous. And that, I think, is a mm -hmm. fantastic testament not only to the acting, but the film itself. Yeah, um, absolutely. Again, it's a comic book film, so don't expect like huge drama or anything and be able to, you know, spin on a dime from a serious situation to a goofy, stupid laughing situation because mm -hmm. that's what this film is all about. Um, Definitely. But, I mean, but it goes literally from her as Harley Quinn obsessing over a breakfast sandwich. Oh my God. Spending like two and a half to three <laughs> minutes talking about the breakfast sandwich as you're watching I mean, it be made. To her it's running for her life comically through alleys and stuff and getting it like thrown out uh, into the street and her just like as if it were uh, a lover dying in front of her, reaching out in tears. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing, Adam. You're not fat, so you don't understand. <laughs> I'm fat. I understood. And when I was looking at my wife, who I'm not calling fat, but she understands. <laughs> Like it, it was, it was traumatizing. Like, no, that looks so disgustingly delicious. I want that. <laughs> it looked then like for perfect it to just flat and mm. fucking slow motion. It was, uh, it, it was uh, beautifully destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> I, I liked how it, it put these female characters in compromising positions. Um, Harley Quinn herself at the very beginning when she is breaking up and sort of processing that and drinking heavily and is almost getting taken advantage of by these guys. That situation happens every goddamn day on nearly every single campus uh, across the world. And it's a reality that is unfortunate and just, just a terrible fucking reality. But the fact that they present it honestly as a situation, I, it's... I think it's a little bit braved in order to do that because it's saying, oh, yeah. no, 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 this is a comic book movie, but real life still exists here. Mm -hmm. and, and it wasn't a situation where she was pretending and then she was going to beat everyone up. No, she had to be rescued by yeah. the sirens. So I, I thought that was just so great. You continually saw these moments of reality peeking in through this sort of absurd story itself. That And that was the hook that kept me going, I think. Oh, yeah. That there could be insanity and still fun, playful, you know, moments. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I think um, it was a little bit contrived how they got everyone together. And then they're like, well, we're going to get fucking killed unless we all work together. Yeah. 
that was a little contrived, but I don't know how else you would do that in a film. You mm-hmm. know, the whole uh, Batman v Superman when they team up over their mom's name was, you know, it, that it's was never worse. great. That was much worse. Yeah, it's never, it's never a good connection, it seems. It's always like, well, we're in trouble, um, the enemy of our enemy? Eh? So, and that's, you know, what, what ties them together. But then you get this really wonderful roller skate fighting sequence in um, not only the fun house, but then in the streets yeah, with motorcycle well, chases and cars. The thing I really liked about that, like the very beginning is when the characters called out the fucking shit. Like, mm-hmm. when the fuck did she change her shoes? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> thank you. They understand that people are going to be like, wait, when the fuck did that happen? Yeah. I always love the little brief vignettes of you being able to see Harley Quinn, the therapist, before her transformation, when she just randomly throws in comments. You know, revenge rarely brings the cathartic. If I go quiet, it's because my shit's frozen or something. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, that's fine. Uh, I did notice that there's a drop frame right on my end, so. Oh, okay. Uh, also. Um, okay, so uh, aside from that, what did you have any other favorite holdouts did you wish that they put joker in the film at all no no i fucking hated jared leto as joker (laughs) um so like i was you know like i said i watched it last night because i haven't seen the extended cut for one Mm -hmm. two i've i love that movie and three you know it's i'm going to see the sequel today so i needed to watch it and like i'd heard from a few people that had watched it they're like oh yeah no it totally it it adds more to harley and joker's story and it makes you appreciate the characters and you know their starts and all that shit no it it, it, (laughs) okay we did okay so i'll just naturally assume even when it's beeping that you can hear me but yeah yeah just like i i honestly i would have been really disappointed if i would have seen him not that it would have changed the movie i just Mm -hmm. think like he's the worst fucking joker that's ever existed just let that dying horse rot in the sun yeah well i i i feel like um if he was given a little bit more freedom because he's a great actor uh oh he is and i think he could have cut a niche out for himself with that character uh i did think it was i don't know it, it was a little too shitty in the film but they he's i mean everyone knows that they're supposed to be like hours of footage between the two of them that was never used. Yeah. And so I, I wonder if all of it was that same way or if they played with tones or, or stuff like that. My point of all this is that I didn't think he was as terrible as everyone else did. I didn't like him particularly, but mm-hmm. I would I didn't feel like he had enough screen time in order to carve out his own Joker niche. And I think when you throw well, a I major mean, character like that onto, you got to give him a little bit of room for growth. Well, have you watched the extended cut? Yeah, I've got it. I don't even know why my mask is frozen. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Okay. Yeah, because that's like, that's um, a lot of people that I talk to about that movie, they haven't ever seen the extended cut. It's mm. like, it does make a little bit of a difference. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's two hours and 15 minutes, but I mean, really, that's not that long. You're going to be sitting on your couch, fucking picking your nose and shit, watching it. it. You can deal with an extra 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not so bad. Um, yeah. It's not great. Not so bad. But this movie, I thought, you know, it would have been nice, I think, to to see that breakup because, you know, just seeing the indifference in Joker's eyes and then her retelling it because she did say, you know, he was broken up um, by uh, the breakup situation. And so it would have been nice to see the reality of that versus her version of it. 
Um, because we know she's unreliable, but it would have been nice to see that unreliable. Well, we, we did get a little taste of the indifference. Like, she was just pushed out of the house and the door was locked. <laughs> I mean, that was the breakup. I just wanted, I don't know. I guess I just wanted to see his face or something. That's yeah. all. I, I want him to give a, get a chance. Everyone else who's played a Joker had an entire movie revolve around them, and so they had a chance to showcase their acting skills. Leto never got that chance, and so he's being deadpanned. And I just, I don't think it's fair, especially when you got a, a film like Mobius coming up where he's going to probably own that shit and kill it and people are going to fucking love him. And then it's like, well, fuck, he never had a chance with the greatest bad guy in all of DC. You know? I don't know. I don't know. I think, honestly, if this movie, if it's deemed successful and they end up doing another Birds of Prey or something, I would imagine he would end up being the bad guy. Yeah. Well, that'd be nice. Because he was sort of a catalyst and you know, a lot of it depends on which uh, arc you're reading, but like for the most part, he's always sort of just there. Right. Um, it's, you know, which causes Harley to get with people and shit. Huh. All right. Well, um, I thought that the humor in this film was on point. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought everything flowed together really nicely. I got a sense of thinking about my sisters actually, while I was watching it. Um, and just in the fact that, you know, I have kind of, a crazy family you know the women are a little dominating and you know opinionated and stuff not in a bad way um and so you know headstrong women in films always remind me of my sisters and my mom um and so that was nice to see realistic female characters rather than damsel in distress female characters that are so prevalent yeah. in so many films um, yeah, that would ruin this fucking movie if they were all like that. Yeah, yeah I need like, to that's say... The whole point. They don't need a fucking man. <laughs> They're the birds of prey. But what did you think about the end, where Harley's not officially even part of the birds of prey? It just lets the setup of the birds of prey be. That's how it's supposed to be. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because she's kind of... Uh, I mean, that's how she's always been portrayed. Is She's sort of like the really bad version of Catwoman mm -hmm. where, you know, her loyalties lie with herself, but she can play both sides. Right. It's just, you know, Catwoman being more good than bad, Harley's the opposite of more bad than good. Well, it was it was fantastic. If you can give it a score, actually, hold on. What are your least favorite parts of it before we sign off here? Um, like I said, honestly, really the only thing that bothered me was just the portrayal of um, Victor Saz. Like, mm -hmm. he's a strong, dark character, and he's fucking wicked smart. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really feel that come across. Like, he definitely get the evil. Um, I did love when he has her on the couch, like, all drugged up. He's showing her the scars and showing her a special spot. Mm -hmm. Like, that is him. Like, there's spots on his body for particular people when he does off them. Uh, so that was... I, I really appreciated that part of it, but... All in all, I think they could have done a little different with the character, but it didn't ruin the movie or anything for me at all. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, it did showcase the men pretty much as just disposable, like all bad guys are. Um, no, I mean, all men are disposable anyways. <laughs> like, that's just how it goes. The thing is, is I would like to see a film where it builds a bad guy in mm -hmm. the same way that it builds, you know, like they did with Thanos. He was in two... Um, actually starred as a, a bad guy in two different movies. So you had this progression of strength and fear and intimidation and power, and he was leaked in previous films, and so you already had this establishment. I wish DC would do something like that, where you had just this building of a bad guy they through a series of films. started. What's that? They, they started. 
if they hadn't, you know, just been fucking babies about it and mm-hmm. just kept with the universe, they were giving us dark side, yep. like dark side and apocalypse was coming. And then they're like, wow, we're not Marvel. Let's just say, fuck this. Yeah. And ironically, right after they let directors do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, of course. Shitting on Je- Zack Snyder. Shit. Oh my God. And that shit, I just fuck them. Every <laughs> single person involved in those decisions can fuck themselves. And I hope it fucking dies so uh, they can understand what the fuck it was that he was going through. Yeah, I do. I do kind of hope that they'll ultimately release a Snyder cut down the road and then restart that whole process. Because what he had building and what he's uh, leaked through social media is very interesting. And it's yeah. a long game of, mm-hmm. you know, like six to ten films. And so that is an exciting like notion. Like all everyone's complaining about Superman. He's not the Superman we know. He was building to that. Everyone's bitching that he there's was no the best good fucking Superman. I thought. Well, okay, the actor. Yeah, I think he was great. But the 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 Boy Scout, always happy and smiling, confident Superman. He was building to that. That's... And everyone was saying, well, he should always be like that. Well, I like the idea of an alien landing on a planet and mm-hmm. trying to find himself. That's that's interesting to me. Yeah, that's fucking Superman's story. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, there, there's so much that they could do with this extended universe that it seems like they're just sort of, you know, doing one-off films rather than building this massive arc mm-hmm. that they're they're missing dollars. They could, I honestly think they could really make some serious money and tell some really great stories if they would just trust in directors and collaborations. But they don't. Yeah, that's just, no, nobody has balls. Mm-hmm. Like, gone... Long gone are the days of, you know, producers and execs just being like, ah, this kid's got moxie. Let's fucking give him a few million dollars. Yeah. This kid's got see moxie, what see? Yeah, it's like <laughs> nobody has balls to fucking make a film anymore. Like, it's just this regurgitated Marvel Disney garbage. Like, it's, it, it's fucking disheartening. Yeah. Well, especially now that there's a formula, you know? Mm-hmm. They've got, like, yeah. three different format formulas that they try to follow with every every film and it's nice to see that this one broke from that a little bit mm-hmm. and you know that it's because it's not disney because warner brothers i think has learned from its past mistakes it's actually you know stretching its legs and it's seeing success because of that and just because this film didn't reach the opening box off office results that they were expecting it's still by all means a success of a film it's going to make its money back and more and i think that means that we're going to see more harley quinn and i'm excited for that oh absolutely i i really hope so and like i think that would be probably the best way to keep that universe alive is if she continues to have films and they continue to do like cameos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that would be the best way to keep it on people's minds. Just so if Disney, uh, not Disney, but if uh, Warner Brothers and DC ever decide to put their big girl panties on and actually, you know, continue with this, like it's still there. It would still make sense. Like nobody would just be like, oh, well, this is fucking stupid. It there was a huge gap. No, there wasn't a huge gap. They just it, it was taking a nap. Yeah. That was all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I I doubt it. I really doubt. And much more will come. I mean, I'm sure we're going to get sequels from this, mm-hmm. uh, but I really doubt much more will come with the, you know, the Snyder line, essentially. Yeah, yeah I'm afraid it, it won't either. I would really love to see a fucking uh, Man of Steel 2, but that's never going to mm-hmm. fucking happen. Well, um, even like the Cyborg and Flash one-offs that were supposed to be like right. continuations. Well, Flash did get a happen. date. Oh, really? Yeah. 
With the oh, same, I thought they completely they, put the kibosh and all that. No, shit. they finally, finally got a date. So oh, uh, cool. look for that in the coming future, and that'll be interesting because he he cameoed in the TV series Flashpoint event, and so I think that's going to be a spinoff for the film Flashpoint event, and they can then tie the TV series in what already happened with DCEU moving forward with this new direction that every uh, director is sort of you know owning their own take, and if they can provide a, a uniform consistency to the universe that the, you know the the characters all inhabit i think they're in a really golden place you know it could be fun it could be exciting and I, I like the idea of doing one-offs and stuff like joker was um but i still i want to see the justice league on screen I I, yeah no shit guys. we need a fucking green lantern movie yeah and to anybody that fucking says that ryan reynolds one is dumb i will fist fight you <laughs> plain and simple that movie ryan reynolds. gold it was i love it I still watch it. That all was my first introduction to Green Lantern. Yeah, it's like there. Were, so many people were bitching about oh, so many inaccuracies. There were three. I fucking counted them, and <laughs> they weren't that big of a deal. I so almost missed them. About this, <laughs> I am. I seriously, I get in arguments all the time over that movie. Like I, I loved it, and fucking Ryan Reynolds, like perfect. He's great. Like it's the He's the sassy. only thing that was bad about it was that they gave him the weird suit. They could have just <laughs> done practical. Like why not practical? Yeah. That, think, that's a different movie. I think it would be very funny if he moves forward in the Marvel extended universe with Deadpool and then he comes back and just cameos in the DC extended universe as the old Green Lantern. That'd be so perfect. That'd be great. Uh, and they no. have other actors who do that, so mm -hmm. why not? Let me give a quick shout-out. Uh, thank you, Wilhelm. We really appreciate it. It's really great to see you live as well. <laughs> or talk to you. See your face next to your name live in chat. That's it. Except for me, because I don't have the chat window up, because <sighs> my computer's dumb. It, it's it, it'll, it'll all fucking freeze and shit, so... Yeah. Damn. Thanks, Dallas. We appreciate that. Um, okay, so that's going to do it for this episode, I think. Is there anything else you want to touch on? Go see the movie. Yeah, it's fun. That's great. I, I'll it's give it a uh, fuck. What was the... Was bananas, I know we were talking right? banana stickers, but what were the ratings? Uh, ah, fuck it. I'll give it uh, three and three quarter banana stickers. Out of? Out of four. Oh, oh wow. Generous. Okay. Oops, I don't think oops. it was that good. I did enjoy it a lot. Well, I will okay. probably so, buy it. Here's here's why. Like, I I mean, I'm, I always love Jalo films, but I'm really on a heavy Jalo kick right now. So just like all the lighting and the suspense right. from music and shit like that, like it just it was like, you know, comfort food for me. So I, I really loved it. Nice, yeah. I, I, oh God, the filming of this was so great. It was, and the fact that it was dark, but it was super bright and exciting, and you know, it, as well, it, it was it was not a one dimensional film. There was a lot going on, and like I really appreciate that as a film goer. Um, so you know, I'm, I'm going to give it a three out of four banana stickers. I think that was great. Um, and the, I also recommend it to everyone if you like superhero flicks in general, but if you like DC characters or just Harley Quinn or the Joker, I think it's going to be worth your time. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to have a good time. Don't bring your daughter without planning on covering her eyes and ears because <laughs> there's some things in it that are a little risque. Scary. Yeah. Scary or just let her get to know the world that she lives in. It's a good point. It's a really good point. <laughs> but I'm not a parent, so who the fuck am I to say? <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you guys so much. Uh, I got a little bit of an outro I want to throw your way. Um, 
uh, like and subscribe to the like the video, subscribe to the channel, and click that little bell icon if you want to, uh, you know, hear about other films that are going to be or other <laughs> videos that are going to be released on this channel. Uh, if you'd like to get updated via email, there's a link to the email list in the chat below. But there's also an audio podcast of this version. Just go to wherever you get podcasts and search Reverend Campbell. Or if you want the Satanist on Cinema specific RSS feed, check out Reverend Campbell slash uh, Satanist dash on dash cinema or just go to the website revencampbell.com and you'll be able to find the rss feed right there again for those of you who don't know that's just the podcast link that's just this series of episodes uh and that's gonna do it that's how you kill a fucking copy i'm like this asshole over here (laughs) and that's how you do it people (laughs) uh thank you guys for tuning in until next time uh hail satan hail satan just gonna let this stay on the screen for a minute and talk over it yeah that was fun i hope they do an extended cut of this i just want to see more fighting